0: Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here. This is episode 69. There are so many jokes that I think that it's almost cliche of the the possible scenarios we could come up with for the fact that it's episode 69. One, I don't think anybody ever thought we would make it past three episodes. And two, well, it's 69. We all learned early in high school that it's an awkward number and it's a position that everybody thinks they should be in, but it never really works out the way you think it will. So we could just move on and figure it is what it is. One of the fun things about this episode is that the gentleman in the background, if you will, is Mr. Taylor Roberts. Um, in the off-road world, he's a big name. When he was a younger lad, I think early to 15, before he had his bad uh, back wreck, he was actually an amateur motocross racer trying to go to Loretta Lynn's, things like that. So he's got definitely a background in motocross. Um, and as well now, fin- after you know, healing up from that wreck, He's now become quite the name in the off-road world, winning a works championship last year in 2012, which we're going to be able to learn more about. Um, Obviously, being that he is an Arizonian, Arizonian, would you say that? Are you an Arizonian?
1: Yeah, Arizonian's correct.
0: We'll go with that. I don't know if it's not, but we'll we'll just figure it out. Um, He was in Phoenix this past weekend for the Supercross, and so since... It's just been such an interesting year. You have to talk about that stuff. We all love dirt bikes, so that's that's what's going to happen. Of course, he went to the ISDE this past year, was the top American, and all kinds of other fun things, even though he is quite the clear-cut individual. I'm sure we can pick up a little bit of dirt, Figure out if we can find it, have a little bit of fun with this guy. I think it's going to happen. So, what you're watching right now, if you just tuned in, is seat time. We'd like to thank Fly Racing for uh, being our title sponsor for this year. Definitely please go check them out at flyracing.com. Uh, Ride PG, which is also known as Power Sports Graphics, so, RidePG.com is another a lucky sponsor of the show, and we'd like to say thanks to Squarespace. Um, Many of you guys may not know who Squarespace is. A lot of you guys are athletes, though, so if you're looking for any kind of blog platform or uh, to build a big website that's going to look awesome, you want to check them out. We're going to talk a little bit more about it during the show, but squarespace.com slash seat time will also have a discount code. So now that I've gotten all that crap out of the way, Mr. Taylor Roberts, one of the things that I always like to ask is, how is your evening going, and if... You are drinking anything. What are you drinking?
1: Well, I just uh, got done drinking some delicious H2O. Water.
0: Is um. <laughs> it the frozen kind Other from earlier, or is this actually uh, non-frozen?
1: Yeah, it's actually, believe it or not, in Arizona, it was hard to find water that wasn't frozen. It was cold here today. So, um, yeah, but I just got done riding a little bit ago. It's uh, 7 here now, so it just got dark about an hour ago. And, uh yeah hanging out having a good day nice
0: well um okay so i think it's easy to ask this question what were you riding earlier because with the whole cowie thing going down i mean you've seen pictures of you and Destry Abbott out there you guys have been on your kawasaki's so just boom tell us what's up what is the plan for next year or this year i guess that it's is 2013 good... why not we'll go with this year
1: yeah let's go for <laughs> this year i don't know what's going on in 2014 yet um no, I uh I still have a 2012 KX450 and a 2012 KX250 All right. practice bike, and I have been riding those. I've been riding the wheels off those things. It's actually been kind of a cool off season because I uh, I don't really know exactly <laughs> what's going on next year, and I wish I could tell yeah. you, but I don't I don't have I uh, I haven't signed a contract with anybody uh, except for Thor and Bell, and. I, um, I just kind of told them what I wanted to race, and they are backing me 100%. They are like, all right, well, whatever you want to do, we're supporting you. So other than that, I haven't signed a contract to ride a motorcycle, but hopefully I will in the near future. Right. I've just been practicing, having fun. Usually for the last month, month and a half, I'm only riding my 450, just training hard for works and really focusing on that. But uh, as you can – if you guys follow me on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter a little bit, you can see that Deshi and I have definitely not been riding our 450s a lot. (laughs) We've been doing a lot of riding on our 250s and just kind of uh, (laughs) seeing seeing how bad we can uh, break those bikes. But um, we found out they're pretty bulletproof actually.
0: (laughs) I I don't know if it's a good idea to try to break your one and only practice bike.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I – Because originally they told me that I was going to have to give it back at some point, so my theory was, well, I might as well get everything out of this thing that I can. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, we've just been um, been having a blast just riding different stuff, kind of getting ready for really focusing on King of Hammers or King of Motos, if you will, that type of racing, Um, just kind of having fun with it. I mean, I rode my 450 today, and I rode it once last week, and that was the... The first two times I've ridden it since ISDE, other than that, because right when we we got back from ISDE, it was full EnduroCross mode, because we had, I think, four EnduroCrosses after ISDE, and then uh, I took like a week or two off, and then uh, me and Abbott and my buddy Eric Bailey, and then uh, I got this guy, Mike Dam, that lives down the road from me. He's a a trials guy, Um, but he really loves riding technical stuff. We're like, hey, let's just go find technical trail (laughs) and get, get ready for this race. So I've just been exploring and finding new trail and going to California and and riding the gnarliest stuff we can find. Dude,
0: no, that that sounds quite awesome, actually. So there's there's a lot of good stuff there. So take it back a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about your 2012 Works Championship. Um, there, I wouldn't say that it wasn't contested, but there's obviously been a lot of talk about Works and things like that, and they have a lot of. Uh, and I guess in the fact that a lot of teams weren't competing and a lot of teams were pulling out and things like that, I want you right. to kind of talk us through, though, you know, your works championship. We know that you won it around early, which is awesome. You know that you were able to go into that last round and just kind of be there, but still do awesome. Um, so go ahead and tell us a little bit about your 2012 works championship and then maybe what you think is going to be coming up, because it sounds like there's a lot of changes coming in for 2013.
1: Yeah, I mean, 2012 was actually an awesome year. I mean, 2011, I was riding pretty good. It was my first year in Endurocross, but obviously I was focusing a lot on works, and I really wanted to win that championship. Unfortunately, I had I got really sick at the second-to-last round, which kind of took me out of the championship hunt. Um, but going into 2012, I was like, all right, like right, I'm going to win this thing yeah. this year no matter what, and uh, came out swinging and won the first round, and uh, then I basically... Just about, I think, I got second at, I think, the second round. I think Mesquite was the second round last year. Anyway, I won seven out of the ten races, which was great. I think I should have won nine out of the ten because I had two uh, small bike mishaps, which uh, caused me to not get two overalls. So last year I was feeling really good on the 450, and then I started training real hard in Endurocross too and and just... uh, really got that start off good with um, a fifth at Vegas and then started getting some podiums and and whatnot. so I was actually feeling really good last year like you said I won the works championship around early at Cahuilla which was cool and then going into the last race I actually had one of the weirdest things happen to me that I've ever had happen I uh, I won on Saturday it was like alright cool Sunday last race of the year no big deal like let's just go out and have fun well, Saturday night I had this weird allergic reaction. I've never had an allergic reaction in my life. My eyes swelled closed, and my throat swelled up to where like I couldn't breathe. So I went to the hospital Saturday night, got an epinephrine shot, got all my got all dialed in so I could breathe again.
0: <laughs> yeah, know, thro- throat- throats Sunday. opening and closing. I guess is is kind of part of the deal, huh? It's, it's kind of unfortunate. But. Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> Yeah, and it was weird. Like I didn't eat anything weird. I didn't. I wasn't around anything weird. I stayed in the hotel the night before, so it's not like there's something in the hotel bed. I don't know what was going on, but Sunday morning I go out to the track and my eye's still swollen closed, but at least I can breathe. Yeah, that's yeah. That's so definitely I basically a plus. <laughs> yeah. So I basically raced on Sunday with one eye like half swollen shut and uh, was able to end the season on a win. Yeah, and that's impressive. Then, and it,
0: how do, so how do you do that? Is yeah. that like uh, now? Not that I would think that anybody should do this, but I've heard people talk about, you know, when you're when you're maybe driving under the influence, you keep it between the mustard or the mayonnaise, you know, or cover up one eye and you just kind of pick between the yeah. middle. So did you just kind of like just go, okay, I'm gonna go where I think it is, or what was the what was the setup on that? With
1: no, um, luckily, like it started out like my eye was like pretty much closed, maybe half open, and then uh, by the end of the race, I could fully open it because I think whatever allergic reaction I had was wearing off and uh, maybe just a little bit of a general and help me open it up. Right. But um, yeah, it was just kind of like I had really good vision out of one eye and then this eye my peripherals weren't great. So uh, luckily we raced on the track the day before so That's I kind of knew how it was. Yeah.
0: Um, so what was your, your highlight of the 2012 year? I mean, obviously winning the championship is the highlight. But say like if there was one race that sticks out in your mind the most from your 2012 works uh, championship which one would that be and why
1: huh the race that sticks out the most um well tell you i had some of the most fun and obviously this has to do a little bit with winning a championship <laughs> but sunday's race at kawiyo was awesome because it was really hot the day before like it was worse we had a lot of hot races last mm-hmm. year in phoenix in april it was like 103 and then we go to kawiyo and it's like 100 with I don't know what the humidity was, but it felt even hotter, a shit ton. even though the temperature was the temperature wasn't as high. So we're uh, but Sunday rolls around and it's still pretty hot. Like I get my gear on and I'm sweating by the time I get my gear on. And then uh, about five minutes after we take off, it just starts downpouring, and like this thunderstorm rolled in and the track got flooded. And luckily I was out front just having a blast. Like there was rivers running through the track and uh, the dirt got awesome, and then it got sloppy, and I come into the pits, my, my goggles were all jacked up, and uh, I'm like, I need goggles. So they grabbed me some goggles, and they weren't the right goggles, so <laughs> I was like, these are wrong goggles. <laughs> What's going on? And I'm still in race mode, even though basically all I had to do on Sunday was finish the race in order – or I had to finish half the laps, which would – then I would win the championship, and uh, that was like right before the halfway point. And then I come around the next lap, my mechanic, Johnny – has my goggles on, and he's like, hey, I found your goggles, <laughs>
0: Thanks, buddy. and I come around the next lap,
1: <laughs> I come around the next lap, and my family and all the team is wearing uh, my championship t-shirt, with, and they're all eating ice cream, and they're like, good job, champ. <laughs>
0: <laughs> High five, congrats. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so it was just fun, like all that kind of put together, it ended up being like a mud race in August, and in Southern California, which you wouldn't expect, right. and it was, it was pretty cool.
0: Well uh pronounce the name for me one time again because I always want to call it like Chihuahua.
1: I call it Korea, but I don't know if that's correct. That's okay or, or not. I,
0: I would never have said that, but that's I mean, <laughs> I'm not known to be the most intelligent nor the most literate person ever. so I don't I don't think anybody would ever actually hold it against me, so that's okay. Well um all right. yeah, no, that's all right that's all right. So I mean, how many times do you get called Taylor Roberts? versus taylor robert
1: um well it's getting better it? i think i don't um, think it is maybe my name out, <laughs> i'm getting my name out there enough where people are like oh there there isn't an s on the end of his name but uh no i get called taylor roberts a lot or at least in the in the motorcycle industry now people at least realize that taylor is my first name and not my <laughs> last name um Because I get called Robert Taylor a lot, especially, like, in a doctor's office or whatever. They see it on a sheet. They're like, oh, well, he messed up writing his own name. It must be Robert Taylor. Totally wrote it backwards. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, or uh, I actually, I have even gotten a jersey from a sponsor that had Taylor on the back. Um, And then uh, I get, yeah, I mean, I get everything. My whole family does because we all have two first names. My dad is Sean and my brother is Spencer. So everybody... We're all getting called Robert, or, or putting an S on it or something on it. Right. But we're kind of used to it. Luckily, it's getting better now, and I'm getting my name out there enough to where people kind of realize what's going on.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I know that I had a, a lot of issues with that. Honestly, just uh, again, you know, call it whatever it is, ignorance, uh, intelligence issues. But I was always like Taylor Roberts, and everybody's like, it's Robert. I was like, but it's Roberts. And then uh, you'd search online everywhere, and I'd see it as Roberts. And then I'm like, but see, they're like, yeah. no, no. Well, everybody else has it wrong, and I'm like, the internet doesn't lie. But apparently, the internet lied <laughs> just because of the fact that we were all ignorant and unfortunately lacking in intelligence. So, uh, ap- apologies yep. to you because oh, no I do. Uh, not- it's funny though
1: in uh, in Europe. In Europe, they don't have a problem with it because my last name is actually French, and it's pronounced in France. It's pronounced Robert. Mm-hmm. Which sometimes you'll hear Dave Brochus call me Taylor Robert <laughs> Robert if you're at an endo race. It's definitely sexy, but, um, like I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I pronounce it Robert. <laughs> you're
0: like, but I don't like that. <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh yeah, at uh at Germany this year, like nobody has a problem with it because they're used to that being a last name over there. Yeah. So they're like, oh Taylor Robert and I'm like, Oh yeah, that guy didn't get it wrong and he's never met me before.
0: <laughs> he's like, but he's also French. So, so uh, uh, That's okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right? Well um so.
0: well I don't know about you, but I, I actually had uh we were talking about you riding a little bit. I actually had a fun weekend. One of the things that uh that I'm drinking right now is uh the Red Bridge. It's a sorghum sor- sorghum sorghum beer. Uh we had a big discussion about uh why I'm drinking all this gluten free stuff and eating that way with my son. Um but we don't need to get back into that. But that's an interesting conversation. You can go back and check it out on one of the other episodes. So, that's what I'm drinking tonight, and this past weekend, I was actually the master of ceremonies for the TSEC banquet, which is like the Texas State uh, Championship Enduro Circuit here in the state of Texas. Uh, I'm a double-A rider there, but obviously, by no means would that mean on a national level that that would even hold any kind of water, but uh, it was fun. It was interesting. It was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I tried to like have fun with it and kind of keep it light, and we did. We moved it through fast, you know, banquets can be such a kick in the kicking the junk sometimes. they just kind of like, okay, next, next, and they just take forever. But it was a lot of fun and then just hung out on Sunday. It was good. I got to hang out with Sam Reynolds. So nice. It nice. It was nice. What was the last banquet that you got to go to? Was it Works?
1: Uh, it was the Works banquet. Yeah, yeah back in, uh, at the last race in Taft. So they had to banquet so.
0: like right after the, right after the event?
1: Yeah, they all, that's how they've always done it. Just they, wherever, whatever city the last race is, they'll, um, have a place that they rent out and just kind of have the the banquet there. Hmm. So. Well,
0: I like it. I like it, I like it, I like it. Okay, so I want to say thank you very much to one of our sponsors and it's going to be Fly Racing For flyracing.com is where you can go check them out. I was uh, talking to my buddy over there who's been helping out Seatime a lot and uh, there was a product that they wanted me to talk about a little bit and I had no problem about that because I was actually, I had no idea this product existed. So, let me bring it up here. So, this is the, the Stingray Ready to Ride Hydration Kit. So my fly racing, flyracing.com. This is something that I thought was really interesting because in the off-road world, we have a lot of problems going back and forth sometimes with a chest protector and maybe a camelback, how you're going to fit it all on there with your neck brace and all that jazz. Well, this is all kind of built into one, minus the neck brace. So it's got the hydration pack built into the back part of the... Actually, the, the front part is the chest protector built onto the, their hydration pack. So it's completely removable if you just wanted to wear the hydration pack. Fortunately, you can't really have a full chest protector off of that because the hydration pack is the back part. But I thought it was pretty neat and an interesting product and definitely something that you guys needed to know about. So please go check it out. It's the Stingray Ready-to-Use Hydration Kit. Uh, it's at flyracing.com. We thank them very much for their support. You should support them as well. So now that that's out of the way, One of the things that you and I got to do this past year, Mr. Taylor Roberts, was go to Germany. Um, I didn't really realize that I was even going until last minute, but I got to do it. It was a lot of fun. It was actually an amazing experience, but you had to go as well, and not only that, but you came away as the top American, 15th overall, and 7th in the E2 class. That's pretty good. I mean, you've been before. But that's still a really good, considering the fact that you know, kind of going over there, you were like, "Oh, I don't really know exactly where things are at. I got to keep my head straight and just ride and see what happens with my ride." So, you know, how was this year <laughs> in Germany compared to other years that you've been to the ISDE? And you know, how did you you know pull off such a phenomenal accomplishment, of being the top American?
1: Uh, well, I think it was kind of obviously we had, we had a really good team this year. We had myself. Destry, Kurt, Brownie, Is that Kurt Casselli? Russell the Bobbitt.
0: The man? Yeah.
1: The man, yeah. Yep. And then, uh, Charlie was there too. And, um, you know, going in, I obviously, I got pretty good speed on a 450. So, I was like, alright, like I want to do really well this year. I had been once before in 2010 in Mexico City and kind of got a feel for the whole enduro format, at least the way they do it over right. there. It's, yeah, very whatnot. different. So, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, all right, cool. Well, like, now, second, my second time, I, I want to go and do well. And it was just, it was a cool experience. The terrain was completely different than what I thought it was going to be. It sounds um, like there was a lot of people the, thinking
0: that, unfortunately.
1: It was, it was funny because we had a, a few tests that were nasty slippery. And I've got slippery stuff out where I live, but it's dry slick, which is completely different than wet right. slick. And, uh, I, we got done with i forget what day it was like day four and we're just like dude that was that was hard <laughs> and even uh russell and charlie were like dude that was some of the slipperiest stuff i've ever ridden and those tree roots were nasty and i was like dude try coming from arizona where it's always dry and we have no tree roots
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <it's true. laughs> and uh so uh yeah i mean it was definitely different um i Obviously, you always want to go and win, so I wanted to do a little bit better i uh, but it it turned out pretty well I mean I had one uh, one little incident with my hand or my wrist where on day two or three I started getting really bad tendonitis and my wrist swelled up and felt like I had I was turning on sandpaper inside my wrist <laughs> well, that, so that sounds horrible. That was uh, pretty painful, but I was able to ride through it. it. I mean, it was bothering me when I was riding, but I kind of like, kind of tried to put it in the back of my head and just focus on the special tests. Um, but yeah, I didn't really have any major problems. I had a few pretty decent like wrecks in the tests where I was just pushing hard and washed the front end out or something like that because it was so slippery. Yeah. But I was able to keep it together all week and not really get seriously injured, aside from my tendonitis, which was. Was killing me, especially by day five. Day five was the worst. Yeah. Even though it was, for everybody else, it was the most fun day because we had, like, two awesome motocross tracks, an awesome grass track, and it was it was a blast. But I was just, like, I was so out of it. My wrist hurt and, you know, that whole deal. But, no, I kept together. I was able to get top American. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't wait to go again. I want to just keep improving on that type of riding and keep building my uh, international ability and just be able to ride everything. That's that's kind of what I want to do in off road. I don't just want to be the guy that's fast at works right. and whatnot. I want to be I want to be able to be fast at everything and be really adaptable, which is why I'm glad like I really improved in Endurocross this year and I want to get into like some more extreme races. I did last dog standing at Glen Hall in this in two thousand twelve and about to do King of Motos. So really looking forward to kind of expanding my horizons and becoming adaptable.
0: Yeah. It's a. Uh, I know, like one of your teammates there at uh, the ISDE is Kirk Caselli, and uh, he's you know kind of starting to become that all around guy. You know, he's been kind of pulled into all these different you know with Baja and the uh, Hare and Hound. He's done a couple of enduro crosses. You know, he's done world enduros before. I mean, and, and uh, now he's at the car. So I mean, you know, is, is, is that kind of something that you think would be you know a line that you would like to try to follow to, to try to do all these different types of, of racing?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I really just want to be able to race everything, and I, I uh, the Dakar, I don't know much about Dakar. I've been following Kurt the last week and a half that he's been over there, and obviously he's been doing good, especially for his first time. Yeah. I, uh, from what I see, I with, understand with it's no pretty difficult. no
0: preparation whatsoever.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. No preparation, and you have to do all the navigation yourself and kind of find your own route and whatnot, and so it definitely looks like something that's interesting, and I know those guys are pretty uh, nationally recognized. I mean, we don't na- we don't recognize it very well in the United States, but those guys are like superstars overseas. So that's something that's pretty cool. And uh, I just want to I want to keep expanding my horizons. I'm I'm 22, and I feel like I've accomplished quite a bit of stuff by this age. So I just want to keep keep getting better and better. And I've been having a blast with the extreme type race, like riding. I haven't really done that much extreme racing, right. but I really like that stuff and riding my trials bike. I ride my trials bike anywhere from two to six times a week, so I've been having a blast doing that too. Do you think
0: that there's uh, any chance that you, like, try to do a couple trials competitions?
1: Uh, it's funny, you know, because um, the guy that I ride with, Mike Dam, he lives like a mile down the road, and he used to do all the national trials competitions back in the 90s, and now he just he just rides with, for fun but then Brian Roper who got 3rd or 4th this year in the NASH, the AMA trial series they're always trying to get me to come out and do the local events but it's funny I, I feel I feel like they schedule the local ones on top of like the every weekend that a works race is or something like yeah. that but um no I would like to do one and go do one for fun because I feel like I'm getting pretty good I'm nowhere near their level but I can at least uh, Trials is weird because when you first get on it from a moto side of it, you're like, "Oh man, like I should just kill it at this. I can ride a dirt bike. I can, <laughs> I can do anything, you know." But you get on it and it's so awkward at first, like, dude. The spacing's wrong. The shifter's way too far forward. Like all this stuff, you're like, "What's wrong with this thing?" And you want to ride in like fourth gear all the time. But uh, now that I've been riding them for a few years, I, I pretty much ride in first. You ride in first gear everywhere unless you're doing something big. Yep. And then. Uh, yeah, it's just it's fun getting really, getting able to get that technical side of it and just kind of get creative with your lines. And I'm to the point now where it's fun to go out and free ride and just kind of you can. I'm good enough where I can get around. I might not be able to get do everything without dabbing, but I can get around pretty good on all this stuff that they do. And and uh, yeah, it's fun. We'll make sections, we'll make trial sections, and sit there for a half hour, an hour, and just see how long we can go before we clean it. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, have you been able to splat anything where you've actually just like slam into it and go up the wall?
1: Yeah, that's actually, I mean, coming from the moto side of it and off-road definitely helps with that. Splatters are like the things that I can do really easily. It's the super technical like rear wheel hops and stuff like that that are hard for me. But if you go up a big wall, like I'm good at big walls, it's uh, the tight turns that get me. Right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I uh I used to have a trials bike a couple of years ago and was always playing around on it. And they always they always wanted me to go into like the, you know, whatever the it's either amateur or novice whatever the first class is. Just cuz it'd be fun, you know. It's it's they say it's a much different experience than any other kind of like dirt bike competition you'll be at cuz it's not a race. You know, like guys are out there they're doing right. their thing and then the second it's over like everybody's drinking beer and goofing off because obviously the stamina aspect of it's a lot different. So you know, the, it's it's a lot more about technique and being good on the motorcycle opposed to, say, and being fit. So uh, right. maybe that's why there's a lot more older men doing it, but at the same time, there's obviously a lot of, like, really good guys that are extremely young doing it. But, you know, I don't know. I can drink beer, and I think uh, I'd be good at that. So i we'll if <laughs> I can find a competition yeah. for that. But I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, um, okay, so you say you um. want to
0: do you know, a lot more overall type of these, these overall type events. Um, so if you were to be able to, you know, make it onto the team for 2013 to go back to the ISDE in Italy, what are some of the things that you would work on?
1: Well, I, uh, from what I've heard, which every time the last two times I've gone to ISDE, what you hear about the race before you go there is not true at all. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. Cause, uh, in when we were going down to Mexico, it was supposed to be a mud race, and then that was drier than Arizona down there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, coming to um, Germany, they're like, "Oh yeah, it'll be nice. It'll be chocolatey dirt. It'll be just full moto." And then we get there, and they're two. Even Kurt was like, "Dude, these are two of the gnarliest enduro tests I've ever seen." <laughs> so, so I was like, "All right, great." Um, but no, I heard it's supposed to be sandy, which. I love sand, so it's supposed to be I like probably... kind of
0: like Chile. A lot is from what I've been hearing is that it's like because it's right there on the coast, or like I mean, it's an island and it's yeah. a little ass island. So it's supposed to be a lot of whatever everything the uh, the uh, island has to offer. But again, like you said, somebody's gonna say it doesn't have trees, and you get there and it's all damn trees or something. So
1: right, well, and after the race at uh, in Germany, I was talking to one of the towns, and I was like, so what? Uh, what's it gonna be like? Cause I figured they might know better than anybody else, and he's like, he's like, "Oh man, it's gonna be sandy and hot." I don't know. I was like, "Perfect, sign me up." Those are two things I like. Check
0: and double check. <laughs> yeah. I think he'd be good at that kind of stuff. So,
1: so yeah, I mean, growing up in Arizona, we got a lot of the sand, and I got a bunch of sand tracks, and then I always seem to do well at the sand races. I've won Havasu the last two years, and I do good at Mesquite and Prim and everywhere else, and. I got to do that race down in Argentina on the beach and got third in that. So I might even have an opportunity to do that again this year. Um, So I love the sand and I tend to do well in it. I just think it suits my style where you kind of have to be light on the bike and float and just kind of flow with the bike. So if it is sandy and hot, I think I'll be looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, uh, it's funny you mentioned Argentina because I heard that 2014 ISDE is going to be in Argentina.
1: Yeah, which would... That sounds uh, like I've only you're in ridden... for the next two years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I rode on the beach in Argentina, and it was pretty fun, and those guys love motorcycles down there. When uh, when we went down there two years ago, it was me and Justin, and then uh, the rest of it, just uh, the team manager and mechanics and everybody, and um, they had no idea who we were, and I had a stack of posters, I don't know, maybe like this thick. <laughs> it was gone in like like two minutes. They're like... They they couldn't get enough of it, and really? I signed so many autographs down there more than I've signed in my whole career anywhere else. I signed more down there, combined, and uh, it was just it was a blast down there. Everybody was loving motorcycles and just loving the race.
0: That's pretty wicked, dude. Well, no, I think it's. I was telling my wife, you know, obviously we had just had our, our newborn a couple months before. Um, I you know we went to Germany. And so it was it was a trying test. It was figuring it out. You know, we made it work. Uh, luckily, she was nice enough to let me take off and do that to go kind of cover it and everything with all the media aspect. But we were talking about going to Italy next year. And I was like, well, you know, maybe you could come and we could spend some time there and do that together. And you could come a little early. We could do that or vice versa. She could come in late and everything. And I was like, well, that'd be like two weeks off of work for me. And then I found out about Argentina next year. And I'm like, man, I've been to Italy. I've never been to Sardinia. Uh, But I've been, I've been to Italy. So I'm kind of like, man, I think Argentina would be biachen. Like, I I think that so I mean, have you ever been to Italy? Do you have any kind of, if somebody were to go to do kind of what I did this past year in Germany, to, to have a choice between Italy or Argentina? Do you, would you have a, I guess, a preference? Well, I've never been to Italy. I need your help. I
1: need your help your tailor? <laughs> yes, yes, sir. <laughs> um, I've I've, uh, I've never been to Italy. The only place in Europe I've been was Germany. This this past September. Okay. Um, so you're I, actually no
0: help whatsoever.
1: You, <laughs> I can tell you, I had more fun in Argentina than I did in Germany. Aside, like. The, uh, the atmosphere down there I thought was cool. Right. Um, I didn't like the food at all in Germany. It was really plain. Um, I loved the food down in Argentina. And it was cool because in I don't know what time of year or what month it's going to be in Argentina, but I do know that uh, the race in February in Argentina is summer down there because they're in South America, and it's awesome down there. It's like 80 degrees or 85 degrees, and... You're on the beach, and there's a bunch of hot, tan chicks walking That's around. That's
0: horrible. Uh, why would you want to do that?
1: No, it's terrible. <laughs>
0: it's worst time ever. <laughs> well, uh, how is yep. how is the beer down there is the big question I have. Because I know if I go to Italy, you know I can get fine? a shit ton of wine, which I'm fine with. I'm okay with that. But how's the, what's the, what's the you're 22 now. You've only had a year to practice legally. So,
1: right. Well, of course, legally. I mean, when I went down there, I was only twenty, so I didn't drink at all.
0: What? But what are their laws, though? You know what? I'm saying? You know, to tell you
1: the truth, um, I don't even know because we weren't drinking before the race, and then after the race, we were uh, yeah. we were there one <laughs> night, and we didn't even we didn't even go out. We just we basically packed up our stuff after the race and we left first thing in the morning. So. Um, I would have to ask my mechanic on that one because he <laughs> is the beer yes. guy. And, I'm going to have uh, to hang out
0: with your mechanic.
1: <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they did some drinking down there, but uh, I'm not sure how it was. Oh, man. But I can tell you, I, they, they like to have fun, that's for not sure. Not the
0: worst time. Well, uh, I, I was disappointed that I didn't see uh, very many Americans. I won't tell you the names of who I did see at the after party for the ISTE, but I will tell you, If you have never been to an ISDE after party, you have never been to an after party. This was like, whoa. Whoa. Yeah. I I can't tell you where I woke up, and I can't tell you how I woke up, because both of those suck. (laughs) But luckily enough, I'm still married. I didn't do anything that I shouldn't have. It just was like, whoa. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. So it was pretty interesting. But, okay, so I got all kinds of fun more questions, and I did want to – Ask, uh, it looks like actually Meg is joined us in the chat room. P.S. So she's, she's all gonna right. Probably, do, I, do I click on chat she's here? She's gonna have some, uh, she's probably gonna have some dirt on you, I would imagine, at some point. But uh, one of the things is, I was wondering to ask you, is have you, do you I noticed you do have a website, but what, yeah. what are some of the things that you had to go through to get that website up and running?
1: Um, well, to tell you the truth, and Andrew Campo, who I believe may be Meg's boss, yes, kind
0: of. Yes, go on. <laughs>
1: um, he's the one that designed my website, did it all for me. He he updates it for me, and I actually just talked to him today. It hasn't been updated in a few months. I've also kind of been waiting to see what I got going on this year, but we're supposed to kind of sit down this week and kind of update everything. But Andrew uh, definitely took care of me, and I... I mean I've seen a lot of athletes' web pages and he did a good job on mine. I think it looks pretty pretty clean and professional. Nice.
0: All right. So here's here's how I'm working this in. I I have to take a time to to thank another one of our partners. It's Squarespace. And you can find them at squarespace.com slash seat time. Now what this is, they're a content management system. So like a blog or a website would be run by you know a form of a back-end system where you can type in everything you want to type, you can upload all your pictures, you can embed all your videos, but it's as well hosting. So a lot of people are like, ooh, I should use WordPress you know, or some other form of a uh, content management system. Well, the problem with that is you don't get all the customer service and you don't get all the hosting and you don't get all the full package that Squarespace offers. Um, it's something that I've been playing around with a lot for a personal side of mine, and I love it. I think it's awesome because of the fact that I can go in at no time, you know, I am a freelance web de- web developer, but I know what it's like to have someone, you know, either hound me or I've had to hound somebody else to make updates to my website or put a picture up or, oh my gosh, just put this video up of me. The good thing is about Squarespace is you can go in and you can do all of that on your own um, with ease, and it has a ton of awesome templates so you can have yourself a very professional-looking website without having to go through a freelance developer or anything like that or trying to find man, who's the right person to build my site? One of the other things that's really nice is it's fully responsive. Uh, A lot of people are viewing the website these days on the mobile web. So either tablets, iPhones, uh, Android phones, things like that. All of their templates are completely responsive. So they're going to look beautiful. All your content's going to fit perfect on their mobile device as well as it would on their big browser device. So obviously something you're not going to find in a lot of other themes, things like that. And then one of the best parts is that with our offer code seat time one you can get 10% off of your first purchase. So if you were to buy a year package or uh, a buy yearly package, obviously you're going to be saving a ton of money, but you could use it as well on a month to month. But just know that you would only save that 10% on your first month. So squarespace.com slash seat time and make sure you put in the offer, cord, offer code seat time one. I'd like to thank them for their support of seat time uh, and we will get back to Taylor Roberts because he's sitting over there going, oh my gosh, is just talking about all this stuff. But obviously, Honestly, Taylor, if any of these people you have ever, you know, been in contact with or you have good stuff to say, I don't want to hear anything bad to say. But if you have anything good to say, you just let me know. And if you do have bad stuff to say, you can say it. I'll just, you know, find a way to, re- you know, rebuttal what you have to say. <laughs> so it's okay. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> truth. Megan had to say that, uh, that Camps is the man, and I responded with truth. I think that's a good truth. That's good truth. Okay, so you were in Phoenix this past weekend as we had uh, what I would like to call the Phoenix Supercross, which is round two. So that's not a bad thing to call it because it's the truth. That's what it was. And I saw you were there yeah. with a, a picture on Instagram with you and a lady. Was that just a random person or is that someone special in your life at the current moment?
1: Oh, that was just some chick I met at the race. I was nice. like, "Hey, I'm going to take a picture." Yeah, let's get together. You want to take a picture with me? Hey. Yeah, I was like, "I'm kind of famous on Instagram. You'll probably get a lot of likes." And...
0: It's TR33 baby.
1: <laughs> no, that was uh that was that's a girl I met um I actually met her a couple of years ago, but just recently kind of started hanging out with her and been dating her good and life. Uh, that's good. yeah, she's Yeah, she's pretty cool her name's Stephanie and just been hanging out having fun and and then uh hopefully she that was her the first like race she's ever been to with me but she should be out at the works race this weekend too awesome
0: okay so yeah. tell me about your phoenix supercross round two experience since you are an arizona native and you were there i want to know what you thought there's tons of questions was, uh, i can uh, ask was... you and try to like lead you to a certain answer but i don't want to do that i want to just give you the floor
1: <laughs> um, alright so uh, yeah the the race was intense I think as everybody saw There is a lot going on <laughs> yes. Um, but no it was fun I mean uh, it, for me it's kind of cool to go there because I'm not a supercross racer so I can just go there and hang out and kind of meet up with everybody from the industry and talk while all these other guys are all gung ho like hating each other trying to butt heads <laughs> like take each other out in practice and I'm, I'm just like, like hey guys how you doing like Good to see you, you yeah. know, and uh, so yeah, it's kind of cool for me because I know a lot of people in the industry. So just and they're all there at once, so I can go around and kind of just talk to everybody, and then uh, yeah, I get to the race. And man, it was it was crazy. I can't believe how many people were just like getting cleaned out. All the same like that, those rhythm sections were just uh, eating them alive.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, it was that last section, um, kind of going. Uh, the left hand turn where we saw Villapoto crash, we saw uh Albertson crash and we crash and we saw Cannard crash. It all seemed to be kind of the same crash. They were going to that rhythm section and then they just either came up short or their you know, their bike responded funny. It was the same one where uh the Wallace, uh crashed as well, where he had his horrific crash in the two fifties. I mean, it's just that so strange. Um that yeah. was absolutely insane. And then I'll try to get up too fast and fall over again, which is something that I would do probably as
1: well, but you know. <laughs> yep which yeah i can see especially it seemed like except for Potos, but uh definitely canards and anderson's was on the last lap and you get up all rushed and then you slide out again and uh, then you're even more mad yeah. so definitely uh just gotta learn to I guess take your time and be cool and not a uh, not try to pick your bike up while you got the throttle twisted <laughs> all the way right <laughs>
0: open yeah i guess that was kind of like a three stroke sound more than a four or two but uh i i was i think what sucked i'm a big dungeon fan i'm not you know i'm a big not only am i a ktm fanboy but i'm a big dungeon fan as well I, you know i like reading all that stuff too but but whatever so his wreck was actually, I think, pretty pretty intense. Um, the fact that he kind of like flew off of that double and like landed on his bike and on the side. I mean, he could have had a peg or a kick, you know, a whatever so sort of straight into his body, and that would have ended his night. I mean, if he would have landed halfway a bit different, it definitely would have been a, a lot more interesting. But he just kind of got up and kept going. Um, do you think that that wreck maybe kind of, Brought, brought upon the the fact that he didn't seem very intense like later on and throughout the evening?
1: You know, what's funny is I uh, I actually, the the wreck was almost directly in front of me, but it was on the other side of the stadium. So I didn't get a good view of it. And every time they replayed it on the Megatron thing uh, or whatever, the jumbo <laughs> right. screen, I, uh, I I didn't get like a good glimpse of it. You got um, stop making out while the just, racing's going on, man. Yeah, that's it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I I mean, obviously, I kind of saw the aftermath, and it looked gnarly, like, basically, on the face of a triple, you wreck, and that's never a good place to wreck, and, uh, yeah, he, uh, he just didn't, both him and Stewart seemed like they were just out of it in the main event.
0: Yeah, and obviously, you know, they've talked about, like, Stewart in his knee, and a lot of people have wondered if it was actually a pre-Anaheim 1 injury that they kind of, you know said was oh well he washed out in a turn in practice um that nobody saw which either you know i wasn't there so that's what it is you know that's what people say versus what stewart said um and and is that something that's still ailing him i mean obviously he still won practice and then won his heat race again which he did do at anaheim one so if he's playing it smart you know and kind of like he's hurting, but he wants to put down some laps and really kind of get out there and test and then just race to get some points i mean i guess it's a smart move I, like i am i've never been in a, a position like that where it's just like you have to race to get the points or you're you might as well just pack it up and not show up to any more um, so i mean right. did, did, have you ever had an issue um, like that with any of your series where it's just you know you, you feel like you might have to to push yourself too too hard or too much beyond what you think you should
1: yeah, I mean I don't I don't know exactly what his deal is, but I kinda had something similar in two thousand ten. Um I tore my ACL at the first works race when I was leading and just kinda yeah, obviously it hurt a lot. I picked my leg back up with my hand, put it on the peg, and kept it there the rest of the race. <laughs> you stay. And uh, so you had a zip
0: tie, you and, just, uh, like, zip?
1: <laughs> yeah. I was kind of in the same position where I was like, Man, what do I do I keep racing, do I pull in? I, I'm pretty positive my knee's jacked up. So I raced the rest of that race. Um, luckily, it was at my home track at uh, Speed World, and I seemed to go pretty quick there, even with uh, one leg. So I was able to win that race. But after the race, I was kind of in the position of, yeah, you can ride with a torn ACL. It's not really comfortable, but it doesn't. It's not like it. It holds your. It's not like it holds your leg together to the point where if you don't get it fixed, your leg's gonna fall right. off. So. Yeah, you can ride with it, but I got mine fixed and I'm way happier. I mean, it's just it feels good now and th- I don't think there's any point in going out there and racing if it is if it is torn, you, he's going to be like that the rest of the season, so I don't see why you'd go out there and want to get sixth for 18 races when you could get just not race for 18 races and then come back and win a championship the next year.
0: Yeah, that's true. And then like the way it typically works out is, I mean, you know, they go from, you know, into Supercross to maybe maybe a weekend off to beginning a motocross. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, if, if he were to fight it out, he could have time between. He wouldn't, you know. He'd right. fight it through the whole Supercross season and then the whole motocross season. And then he might miss another Monster Energy Cup. You know, so that's whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah, no. I, I think it's interesting the way that's the... I just... I don't know you can hear everything that everybody has to say you know as we watch the shows and as we listen to all the different podcasts and stuff I'm not making any assumptions it it does seem like Stewart is not riding up to what we're used to and not maybe what we would expect but he's there he's still battling I, I hope he keeps it up because obviously this has been a great interesting year so far I mean we're only two rounds in got a bunch more to go um, But Barsha, Barsha. I mean, obviously, we knew the speed that he was carrying at a one had a little bit of problems there, but he was going to win. I mean, the way he rode at Monster Energy Cup, we were talking about, it. he was going to win one of these races, and he got it at round two in Phoenix. I mean, how was that for you? Were you are you are you, are you anywhere near a Barsha fan, or are you just kind of like ah, bam, bam,
1: this? No, I mean, I kind of am a Barsha fan. I kind of grew up around the same time he was doing amateur nationals and whatnot, and I think it's cool just having another guy to come mix it up. I mean, we really got, like, six, seven guys that can win a race every weekend. If uh, if Stewart gets back out there and, and Dungy is okay, then I mean, that's pretty cool to have that many guys that can win a race. There's not very many series in any type of sport where you got seven guys that can win a race. So, that'll I think that'll just be better for our sport, really, if We can get all those guys up there and healthy and battling every weekend. I mean, it'll just be an awesome series. So I'm definitely glad uh, Barsha's up there. I think he's he's going to be fast for a long time to come. And then you're going to throw Tomac into the mix next year, and it's just going to be this new new age of guys coming through that are just hauling. Don't get me too excited. I'm
0: going to forget to talk about stuff. You get me too excited talking about Tomac coming up to the big boys. I'm like, whoa, yeah. Yeah. Not only not only is he awesome. (laughs) But his dad's John Tomac. I mean, he's like one of the mountain biking yeah. gods. You know, it's like, dude, hello. Like, yeah, I'm super excited about that. Okay, so we got Reed, who's on the same bike that Canard and Barsha's running. I mean, obviously, they have small tweaks and personal issues and, or personal uh, things that go into the way they set up their right? personal setup. We'll call it that. That's, that's much more uh, legible yeah. in understanding English. Um, so... But they seem to be doing significantly better than Reed does on these new air forks. All three of them are running them. Reed's the one who's been kind of swapping back and forth. Uh, so I have never run air forks on a dirt bike. I've been riding them for a very long, very long time on mountain bikes. Um, obviously, there was trial and error periods 20 years ago when people were putting you know air dampening systems or air sprung systems into mountain bike forks. So have you on your motorcycle ever ridden any form of, you know, a pneumatic system so an air driven system uh, and do you have any kind of feedback on that
1: uh well i am still running my 2012 practice bike so no i, mean, I on, uh, we can get an
0: adapter we could just like put a hose in there and like make stuff work right i mean
1: yeah I'm no sure. i uh <laughs> sound that sounds uh, i i haven't even ridden i haven't even ridden a 13 yet uh, 450 or 250. Everybody tells me how great they are. But, and you just keep telling um, them to suck it, right? Yeah, I said you should drive my clapped out 250 and tell me how great that yeah. thing is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I uh, I haven't ridden the new Air Fork, so I don't have any feedback on that. But I love my Fox Fork on my mountain bike.
0: Yeah, right? I- I've seen yeah. some Fox. Uh, I mean, obviously Fox has been doing minis, you know, uh, Air Shocks, on mini or shocks on minis, not air shocks on minis, sh- uh, rear shocks on mini bikes. And I've seen some Instagram pictures of Fox out testing with like full blown moto suspension, like big bike moto suspension. So,
1: well, yeah, uh, we run we run Fox shocks on our on our bikes. Or but yeah, uh,
0: okay. And by shocks, just to be completely ignorant, complete just rear, right? What so your front is still a stock, but probably modified or.
1: Um. Yeah, we just, we're on a rigid front and then a uh, fox shock in the That's rear. It.
0: You know what? I could just suck those bumps up with my legs. Whatevs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 14 no, inches uh, of trap, yeah, who needs our, it?
1: Our... Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, especially in Endoacos, you don't want any give going into logs. Right. So
0: Yeah, no, I wouldn't. No, um, I love putting my teeth directly into my handlebars. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah our, our rear shock on both our Honda cross bikes and our works bikes is a complete fox shock not just fox internals or anything like That's that awesome. and uh, I actually really I really like them they they work really well especially for off-road because I'm I'm lighter than most guys anyway so I run a sef- softer setup but on top of that I like to run a soft setup anyway and with the Fox shock, I can run a soft setup, and it still won't bottom out on the moto track. So I really like that feature.
0: Hmm. hmm. Okay, uh, now that you've actually brought up the Fox shock stuff, though, it kind of has me thinking. Um, we've noticed a lot of like high-speed and low-speed compressions coming through. Have you noticed any kind of significant mountain bike-esque features that have been carried over into this rear shock, this Fox rear moto shock? Or does it just kind of um, seem like a Fox designed Motoshock? Obviously, internals are phenomenally different. I would imagine, but
1: yeah. Uh, well, and I um, don't get too much into the internal, but the external. It's
0: not all just about what's <laughs> the on the external... outside. Sometimes it's about what's on the inside.
1: Really, that's the first time I ever heard that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, we're gonna uh, talk about your raisin here, son, soon.
1: <laughs> um no it's it's basically a Fox designed Motoshock. It has a lot of adjustability um as far as just it's got a lot a lot of clickers, right. a lot of a huge range of clickers. Um it's got that bottoming out resistance that I was talking about, but it's not like I think the biggest uh technology coming out with the mountain bikes and I have a Santa Cruz Tallboy which is a full suspension right. 29er that has a Fox shock on it, and that that thing's awesome as well, but it kind of has the feature of where it, they call it like pro pedal, where when you're pedaling it doesn't absorb your pedal and then when you hit stuff it absorbs it. I haven't really noticed anything like that, not that you need that on a dirt bike because you're not pedaling, but um, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's where mountain biking and dirt biking differs a lot is because when you're on a mountain bike you don't want it to take away your, the power you're putting out when you're pedaling but you want it to absorb as much as you can when you hit stuff. We're on a dirt bike. We just want it to absorb as much as we can without blowing all the way through.
0: It could be interesting too because, you know, obviously KTM, you know, there's a lot of talk of Dungy testing an air, an air shock, a WP air shock that coroli has been running over in Europe. So we know it works, but does it work to the the level of the Supercross for being used for Supercross heating up and all that? But how much are, bike geometry is going to change because of the fact that dampening, once they get these air shocks figured out, will be so good. You know, I mean, say like BMW for a long time was putting the rear axle or the axle for the swing arm, you know, back at the frame um, uh, or the, I'm sorry, the countershaft shaft at the swing arm with the engine. And it didn't work, you know, that, but th- that single pivot kind of mountain bike, more mountain bike look would work better if we had better dampening in our rear shocks. You know I mean? That's kind of why it didn't work is it totally screwed up the geometry of the bike with the dampening. But I don't know. I mean, it'd be interesting to see where all this technology kind of takes us. And if it's, you know, going to work off-road or if it's motocross-friendly or whatever. I don't know. They put linkages on KTMs and yeah, people bitch de- about it. So whatever.
1: Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting. I mean, it's unfortunate that we don't have unlimited uh, amount of money that we can dump into dirt bike technology because... I think we could uh, get these bikes. I think it's pretty unfortunate awesome that here. we don't
0: have enough money to pay guys like you to have a full ride and keep being awesome. That's that's what makes it unfortunate.
1: So I like the way yeah, you think. I
0: mean, tech, Innovation is always going to happen, um, and that's one of the big things that I've been trying to talk to a lot of people about. If if people listen to me within the industry by any means, but I, I think that we need to get a little bit more creative, and that the, that's where a big problem is. You know, if you notice that the the rock star. The Rockstar Suzuki team that Davey Millsaps is on and been doing so well on, uh, there's, not a, there's not a single Suzuki logo on that bike. I, we don't know if that is because they said, you know what, we'll just buy the bikes and do whatever we want with the Suzukis, or Suzuki said, no, we're not going to give you any support. I don't know. Nobody's really, you know, whatever it is. But the thing is, is if more teams like that could come out, they could do more of whatever they wanted to to those bikes. Um, obviously within the standards of what's a work bike and what's a, a modified bike, um, but you know, little little things like that could be more of what we're going to see in the future. Uh, off-road, obviously, they're going to be a, to a smaller degree. But, I mean, have you even been approached by, say, like more, you know, maybe like one or two-person small kind of mom-and-pop type shops like or teams or anything like that?
1: Yeah, kind of. I mean, I've had a couple of, of different offers here. But for what I'm doing, like, I'm at the point in my career where, unless I want to do something else I would like to make a living riding a dirt right. bike um, right. otherwise I have to go find a different way to make a living yep. um, so anything I've been offered ha- has not really been for any. it's just been bikes and parts pretty much yeah. which is fine like that's where I came from but I feel like my skill set is good enough where you got guys out there that are equivalent to what I'm doing and they're getting six figures and I would like to be in that category.
0: Yeah. Or at least just have a figure.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right now I'm, I'm just kind of waiting, waiting for anything. Um, I mean, hopefully I would like something or I would think that something is going to come together in this week or next week. According to what Cowie's telling me, they're trying to work on stuff right now and, and they've been pretty cool. Just, it's been taking a while, but I, uh, I think something's going to come together and, I, I think we'll end up having a pretty good program next cool. year. Now is or is this that
0: Cowie, the manufacturer, or is that a, kind of a, like a satellite Cowie team?
1: I think it's going to be Cowie, the manufacturer. We had talked about doing stuff with a satellite team, um, possibly like the Babbitt's arena cross right. team yeah. um, or something like that. Uh, but as of right now, what I've heard, I'm just talking to – the guys at Kawasaki no other teams and they're just trying to figure out how they're going to structure things for this year so just kind of been playing a waiting game seeing what they come up with because that kind of whatever they come up with then I can go off of that and figure out exactly what the rest of the things I'm going to do because like right now they're not they aren't supporting me at the works race this weekend so I'm just going out there on my practice bike and gonna see how that goes right.
0: Well, I, I the one the one thing that I kind of take away from this conversation about that is that you have actually been in contact with your I guess ex ex boss, where say like a Josh String after he won the GNCC title in two thousand ten, they like stopped answering his phone calls and never called him back, and he found out from other people that Suzuki quit racing off road, you know. So <laughs> even though obviously the the Kawasaki team off road, off road team kind of being defunct was not much more professional, but at least I guess you guys are talking now and there's a possibility of something in the future, even though it's not under the umbrella of like a Kawasaki off road program, which is good. So, right, okay. One more quick break for uh, the fact that I love all the people that partner with Seatime. time uh, As I was telling you guys, we did pick up another new uh, sponsor. It's uh, PowerSport Graphics, so RidePG.com. One of the big things they wanted us to mention to you guys is that they now have a ready-to-ship option. So you can go in and get their full bike um, sticker kit, and you can pick the ready-to-ship option, and straight-up, logos are as they are. You get 40% off. So if you're going, oh my gosh, 240 bucks is way too much money to spend on a full, full kit, a uh, full sticker kit for your bike. You can go in there, get the ready to ship option. It's what you see is what you get. But at the same time, obviously, you're not going to have like John's logo here. But uh, you know, I think what they do is they're taking those off. They're going to make it clean. Your bike's going to look pretty badass. And uh, then you get to save 40% shipped to your door, ready to put on your bike. Looking all sexy. So thank you very much to uh, Power Sport Graphics for their sponsorship and their support of C Time. We're looking forward to this partnership and uh, the way that we're going to change it up, try to uh, bring in some new stuff. So please, RidePG.com, go check them out and thank them for their support of C Time because they support awesome and you should too. All right. Last thing is 2013 works. Uh, you know, we got the first round coming up this year. Destry Abbott has been working on a lot of the tracks. It's one of the big changes they've made. Works as well. It sounds like there's been a lot of stuff in the, in the back, if you will, that they've been changing around. Um, so w- what are you looking forward to this year? I mean, obviously defending your championship, but, you know, some of the changes that you've heard about, Destry Abbott, you know, bring me through your mindset right now, buddy.
1: Um, I don't know. It'll be kind of interesting to see how it goes this weekend. I don't know if – I think Destry's actually just kind of helping them design the first course. I don't know if he's doing anything other than that. And that's a lot of that has to do with the fact that he lives 10 minutes away from where they're holding the first right. race. So he's uh, he kind of went out there and just kind of told them where the good the good stuff is. And I, uh, I think he hasn't actually been uh, putting up ribbon, but he just gave them a little bit of uh, guidance. And then, I um, don't oh, know, it'd be cool. I think we're going to have... A decent turnout for the first race better than we had at the end of the year last year and uh i'm gonna go out i'm gonna do as many races as i can i can still go out and have fun and that's what i kind of made a career of so far doing is works races and that's where i kind of got my starting off road so i don't want to just kind of bail on something that i'm still good at and like doing so so you're not gonna gonna go go race
0: supercross like other works champions (laughs)
1: <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about, but what? yeah.
0: I only went to Europe to race World Enduros and then got called back to the States.
1: Yeah. I uh it happens. <laughs> no, I mean I uh at this point I if somebody offered me to ride something, I would because I feel like I can I can ride supercross, motocross, works, endurocross. If you give me a little bit of time I think I can figure it nope, out. Nope, you have a weekend, but, uh... go
0: figure it out. I'll pay for you to be in Anaheim too. <laughs> but you're going to be on a 302 stroke because that's the only bike I have.
1: <laughs> All right, let's, let's do it.
0: Woo, hands in the air. Let's just figure it out, man. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no testing. Just, yeah. just throttle. Just back. You'll make it. I mean, yeah. I figure you can make at least a couple triples, right?
1: Yeah, I can probably at least... Get over yeah. them. I don't know if I'll land in the next rhythm section or not, but we'll find <laughs> well, out.
0: But that's kind of funny that you mentioned that because of the fact that they have the fun sand wall, like leading right into the whoops of uh, the new of the Anaheim two track this coming up weekend. So, do you think that anybody's gonna do like a Texas twelve pack? Rip, rest in peace, since we're not going back to Texas anymore. But where they were, were like say like Blake Baggots and such were like jumping that wall right into the Texas twelve pack, like landing two or three in. You think that's gonna happen this weekend?
1: Uh, well, are they, is it an actual whoop section or are they like a roller? No, Cause it, I haven't seen the map. It's like mat.
0: whoops, like, like real supercross whoops. Does anybody <laughs> have the balls for yeah, that? Or are think... those things just like that? I mean, like I've walked with one or two tracks and those things are serious, but I, I just don't know if guys are that crazy. Like,
1: I don't, I don't know. I think uh, from my experience on supercross, it'd be hard to uh, drop into a set of whoops from 15, 20 feet into the air.
0: That's true. Cause you're trying to like, carry your momentum. So you scrub across the, or like across the top, right? That's yeah. the official term too. When every team talks about whoops, they go. Yeah. 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 That's, that's what I hear anyway. I don't know. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Typically seat time, this show that you're watching right now, if you're, if you're still with us, I appreciate your effort. Um, is, is typically about an hour. So we're sitting at about an hour and three minutes right now. Uh, I'm going to say that I, I say thank you very much for your time, Mr. Taylor Roberts. You are a very uh, gracious young man, and how much do you weigh? What are you, like 120 pounds wet?
1: Um, yeah, fully dressed, with gear on, and after I jump in the pool, I'm 123 pounds. So that's, that's nice. That's
0: ridiculous. Are you serious? <laughs>
1: No, I weigh uh, about 150. You're like, "No,
0: nah, it's 132, bitch, shut up." <laughs> that's <laughs> only after I get done throwing up my dinner. Yeah. I do I do want to know your secret but, though. We need to have like a Taylor Robert workout session so I can have like massive ripped guns like you do.
1: Yeah. Wow. Just uh
0: I need them. I don't have them.
1: Just ride everything you can and then go work out whenever you get yeah, the that's chance. How you wind besides up with, that. like syphilis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got to watch it. Yeah. There's a good possibility yeah, of that yeah, too. yeah, you
0: never know what you're going to wind up with rashes and all kinds of weird stuff out there in the world. But uh so yeah. Obviously you have like, you know, some of the sponsors that you mentioned that are that are still supporting you, that are going to be supporting you regardless of what's kind of moving forward right now. So this is your time. Tell us where we can find you socially on the internet. All the people that have uh, got you where you bees. You know, this is this is your moment, Mr. Roberts. Robert Mr. All Robert,
1: right. there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, up again. I've uh, I would actually say that lately I think a lot of people have kind of gone this way. I personally like it better, but Instagram, I am uh, pretty active on there. Taylor underscore Robert thirty three. There is no S at all in that <laughs> handle there. We
0: could make it up though. I'm gonna I'm gonna go create an Instagram account that's Taylor Roberts thirty three. So,
1: it'll right. be, yeah, so, be like your fan page <laughs> it'll be like a like a cover yeah, band Exactly.
0: except I won't be nearly as good as you are
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, Twitter and Instagram both Taylor underscore Robert 33 um, Facebook my website is actually trobert33.com um, yeah My sponsors are helping me out this year. Thor, Bell, Alpine Stars, USWE, um, Jaybird, DVS shoes, Focus apparel. Um, and then hopefully I can tell you some other ones here shortly after I figure some stuff out. I got to make a phone call Um,
0: once we get off the internet. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully if, I've been getting a lot of questions about what I'm doing next year, what I'm riding, who I'm riding for, what races I'm doing, um, and I haven't been able to answer a lot of those questions, so sorry if I've ignored some of them, but it's mostly because I don't know, so I, I don't want to put a bunch of tweets out there that say I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. um, but, uh, yeah, if, as soon as I know something... The social media world should know. I'll put it on Facebook be and Twitter. Blown up
0: with awesomeness.
1: Yes. So that's what I have for that, and uh, hopefully we'll have some fun racing here in 2013. I'm looking forward to it. I
0: agree. It. I'm looking forward to it as as well. I'm gonna try to go race in two weeks at an enduro in Texas and see if I can, you know, actually get some shit going. Uh. So again, what you've been watching is seat time. This is uh, we do this. Every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. So don't screw up like other people that have in the past and try to come in late. I'm just kidding. I've done it myself. So we try to find fun guys in the off-road world that race dirt bikes. That like to have a good time. Have, have a really good head on their shoulders and want to have fun. You know, that's that. I think that's a big part that a lot of people miss out on when we do this. We do this for fun. When it when it breaks down. Um, and that's why we have guys like Taylor Robert that come on. Uh, we got a couple works guys that we're going to be talking to next week, and then we're going to try to talk to some uh, hair and hound guys uh, after the first race takes place there in two weeks. So please keep checking back. The website is seatime.co, where you can find out all of these shenanigans where all this fun stuff's going to be posted. We as well put up fun pictures and all that stuff there. If you happen to be one of those people that tries to skirt out of doing as much work as possible, but you are allowed on Facebook, facebook.com slash seat time is where you can find us there. Please go friend us, like us, send us pictures of your mom, you know, whatever it is, we're going to have a good time and we're going to make sure that you enjoy it. And if you like to tweet people real hard, we are on Twitter as well, twitter.com slash seat time underscore co, a little awkward, but somebody had taken seat time, so we had to go change it up a little bit on you. So seat time underscore co on Twitter, please as I said, we like uh, we like it when you tweet us. You know, it's 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 what makes me get to my weekend. So please find us there and uh, and make that happen and make sure you enjoy it. So I I appreciate everybody being here. Um, Taylor, I don't know if you've noticed that I finally started my collection behind me. I've put uh, or finally started putting up my uh, jersey collection. So if in your privateer status you could spare a signed jersey, I'll take it. Just saying. All right, I
1: think I can. I think I can get you on that program. Yeah,
0: I need it. I need it. I got a couple. Yeah. I, I, I got a couple ISDE ones that are waiting to go up. I need yours. I mean, you don't have to do your Team USA one. I'm just saying, if you got even if it's if it's got some dirt on it still, you know, a little bit of blood, I'll take it. That's fine. You're not gonna scare me away. All
1: right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> as long as you don't write like an S at the end of my oh, name.
0: Oh well, just make sure you send me the same color sharpie that you used to sign it then. if you use red I'll use blue we'll figure it out it'll be interesting so again seat time always enjoy a pint full of awesome that's where you can find us we want to say thank you very much again to uh, flyracing.com RidePG and Squarespace remember all those guys it's flyracing.com ridepg.com and squarespace.com slash seat time and thanks again to Verb Off-Road for helping us out we really appreciate it it's been a pretty good episode so episode 69 is 69 not one of the best times you've ever had on the internet
1: Yeah, this is the best 69 I've ever had.
0: Period. Done. (laughs) Show's (laughs) over. No, I'm not kidding. All right, Taylor, thank you very much, dude. We'll uh, stay on the line, but we're going to talk. Love you.
1: All right, thank you. (laughs)